Yeah, whatever. Huh? Uh, hey, welcome everybody to uh, the Harlan Highway. Not, yeah, whatever. This is this is a podcast. This is me, Harlan Williams, and you're on my podcast, The Harlan Highway. A pleasure to have you here, I must say. Oh. <laughs> okay, creepy right out of the gate. Uh, welcome to the show. What a show we're, we are, are going to have. We're going to continue to uh, call around and try and find out, uh, you know, who left me the message about the, the bean pickle and the canary carcass and the seven ways to South Korea or whatever it is. Um, also, uh, great stories, uh, people calling in with it. We got some more uh, underwear leg stories. Oh, my God, they just keep coming. Uh, we got a great 7-Eleven story from uh, somebody calling in. And uh, speaking of Collins, we also have Professor uh, Rutherford Grimes. He's a professor up at Berkeley, a professor of uh, African-American studies, social studies, African-American history. And he's going to be talking to us about this very volatile situation, the the Black Lives Matter movement and the the murdering of police officers. And and this man is an expert, and he's going to illuminate us on that whole thing. Uh, so there's a lot going on today. As always, this is the Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What are you talking about, Will? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's happening? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. (gasps) What is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Okay, so it's Roger here in the studio. Harlan's not here yet, so I'm going to do a little uh, show intro because he's supposed to be in here. We supposed to sp- show was supposed to start like five minutes ago, and so uh, he's got drumsticks today. We're going to talk about drumsticks and uh, and what to do for the turkey dinner, and uh, we're going to George Michael's going to be coming in. George fucking Michael, look at me. I'm Harlan Williams. Please don't talk like this. Oh, look, I could. Hi, I'm Timmy. Look at me. I'm going to be Timmy. I'm going to be the fire Roger. guy. Oh, I... uh, Rod. Hello. Hello. Uh, what are you doing? So. Uh, today on the show... What, Har- why are you introing my show? Well, you weren't in the studio, and I was just... Uh, We're not m- supposed to around. start for five no, minutes. No, it was 20 minutes ago. No, five minutes it's 5-2. Fi- what are you doing? Why are you on my console? I'm just, uh... Sorry. Dude, what's with the submarine sandwich all over my equipment? It's hungry. Okay, but I don't want shredded lettuce. There's a tomato on my volume switch, dude. Put the drink down. You're going to spill. <coughs> oh, great flam. Oh, sorry about that. Let me get this out of Why the way. Why are you in your booth? I'm going. I'm is going. Is this what you do when I'm not here? You have no idea. Dude, you know, sometimes I feel like not only do you not respect the podcast, sometimes, oh. and I'm gonna, let's just air it out. Sometimes I feel like you don't respect me. Great. It's a great podcast. It's really good. How many people do you have? Seven. See, right there in your voice. <laughs> Seriously. That, no, that's I hear condensation, which is actually 
caused you, by yeah, water. I have water coming up. <laughs> you son of... See, you get me all fired up. You're condescending. You don't have condensation. I just... You know what? Let's just do your show. Just do your show. No, no. We well, Let's talk this out now. Because we've been doing this, what, six years? And I, I'm just going to say it. I feel like there's some attitude coming through the glass. Well, frankly... Yes. Yeah. It's a Oh, okay. <laughs> if you know, if you're not happy, are you saying you want to leave? I'm not saying I no, it's it's okay. It's just like, you know, dealing with Ascot and then the other people come in and it's like it's the pain in the ass. It's all. It's just like, you know, it, it's your show and I have to deal I have to run through I'm like the filter for your insane rhetoric yeah and you're always putting through people i don't like like george michael I've they asked call you no- they call the hotline how yeah. am i supposed to know if it calls the hotline there's do, there's do five you, lines do you and know the hotline. do you know the area code for the united kingdom by now after six years i can get it i got buckingham, oh you get it. you don't know it buckingham palace i can look it up i think i have it in here you, you know what? Yeah, this isn't going to end. I can hear it. But just clean up the coleslaw off my console and get back to your booth. I'm going. God, go faster. Get up. Bye. Here's the show. Here's the show. What a dork. You was- know, I don't know why I put up with that guy. I love him, but God, do I hate him. I love to hate him. Hi, Harlan. This is Lisa in Philadelphia, and I'd like to share my underpants story with you. Many years ago, I lived in New Jersey, and it was a usual activity to wake up after a night of drinking, throw on the same dirty clothes you had on the night before, and head over to the diner so you can nurse your hangover with greasy food and coffee. And on this particular day, my husband at the time and I did just that to find that the diner was very crowded, at which point we decided we would sit at the counter. And as we made our way over to the counter, I realized a few feet from the bar stool that I had kicked something soft. At first, I thought it was an animal. (laughs) And then on second inspection, I realized it was a pair of Calvin Klein underpants. I didn't get very close. I got disgusted and quietly said to my husband, oh my God, that's underpants on the floor. And then when the waitress came to take our order, I looked around to make sure nobody was listening. And I said, excuse me, someone's underpants are on the floor. You might want to get them. And she, also disgusted, ran in the back to get a bag or something. And while she was doing that, I started to think, and I realized that those, in fact, were my own underpants that I had just kicked out of the leg of my jeans across the diner floor. So I got a great chuckle out of your story, having been there once myself. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, Harlan. Bye-bye. Oh, my God, Lisa. You've made my day. What a funny story. Man, this this underwear leg just just keeps coming. When I first uh, talked about this, I was, I was self-conscious that I was the only one. I thought I was the only buffoon in the world, but listen to all these people. 
I'm getting more and more calls about underwear leg stories. I'm, I'm loving it. It's hilarious. She kicked her own underpants across the diner floor and then came to the realization, wait a minute, those are mine. Those are my Calvin Kleins. Oh, my God, that's so funny. I love it. What a great story. Thank you. Um, and uh, I, did a, I did a little uh, segment a couple of podcasts back where I talked about, you know, 7-Eleven, and I asked people if they had any 7-Eleven stories. And later in the show, oh, my God, I've got a hilarious, one of the pavement pounders called in with a, uh, a, a sentimental 7-Eleven story, which I think it'll just crack you up. It cracked me up. So we're going to play that later on in the show. But uh, right now, uh, let's talk about something a little more sensitive, a little more uh, serious. Um, I'm sure all of you have been uh, following this in the news, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, where uh, the Black Lives uh, movement, which some, some consider a radical group, some consider a racist group, some consider them to be peacemakers, some people think that they're a very important uh a group that have a very uh, important social message. There's a, there's a lot of different uh, takes on on the Black Lives Matter group. They're very outspoken. They're very vocal. They're very loud. They they've uh, they've interrupted uh, a lot of uh, public uh, appearances by uh, by prominent politicians, interrupting speeches, uh, interrupting uh, get-togethers. Uh, you know, th- th- there's been s- sometimes the group's been walking down uh, the streets of uh, New York and, and various cities uh, chanting uh, very aggressive and anti-police slogans. And recently in the news, uh, director, prominent director uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, got up and, and joined the Black Lives Matter group and uh, and people interpreted his words as saying that uh, he stands with uh, Black Lives Matter when they, when they say that uh, police officers are murderers. So as you can see, it's very controversial, and we thought uh, best best to decipher all this, to walk through the Black Lives Matter uh, situation with a gentleman we had on before, a very prominent uh, professor up at uh, Berkeley, uh, professor uh, Rutherford Grimes, who uh, is a, a professor of uh, African-American social studies, African-American history, and really has a very deep and knowledgeable understanding of, uh, of the African-American experience, the African-American culture. And so, Roger, do we have him on the line? Okay, we are going to be talking to uh, Dr. Rutherford Grimes right now and uh, see if we can get some... Uh, some perspective on on this very controversial uh, movement. Uh, h- hello, Mr. Uh, Grimes. Are, are you there, sir? Uh, yeah, hello, uh, Mr. Williams. Th- thank you so much for having me on uh, the, the, uh, the podcast. I'm a regular listener, and uh, I-, I do enjoy the show so much. Well, thank you, uh, Professor uh, uh, Rutherford Grimes, for... Uh, being here today and helping us uh, sift through this uh, this this time in society that we're going through, where it seems to be volatile and uh, there seems to be a lot of racial tension percolating in the air. Uh, yeah, Mr. Williams, it's it's very unfortunate, and and we have been 
uh, studying this very closely up here at Berkeley, uh, my, my students and myself, and and uh, much of the faculty up here. We we sit around and we we discuss uh, this inflamed environment that that we are we are dealing with right now here in the United States of America. Yeah, it, it's a little unsettling. I, I you know I I like it when people are living in harmony and and uh, you know. It just seems to me that all lives matter, uh, and I, I'm just—I guess I'm, for lack of a better term, I'm a little confused by it all. Well, maybe today, and I, I, I suspect that the reason you 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 called me, Mr. Williams, is uh, to get some clarification from the, the black perspective. As you know, up here at Berkeley, I am a professor in tenure here for uh, upwards of a couple of decades now, uh, you know, to study in uh, black history, uh, African-American social studies, and so on and so forth. Uh, I think you're familiar with my uh, my book that I published uh, just uh, about a year ago uh, called Black, 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 White, and uh, it, it's about black people uh, and white people. Uh, living together in in a harmonious uh, society, Mr. Williams. Yeah, I, I I haven't read your book, but uh, black 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 white. Uh, that's close, Mr. Williams. It's black 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 white. Okay, bl- uh, black 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 white. Uh, no, Mr. Williams. It's uh, black 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 white. <laughs> Black, 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 white. No, uh, well, you're you're all around it, Mr. Williams. It's black, 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 white. Black, 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 white. Well, I think it was just a couple of short. It's black, 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 black. We, I think, okay. We, I think we have it. Uh, a professor, uh, I think people get the gist. Well, uh, okay then. Um, can we get to uh, what what you feel uh, from your studies, from your conversations, your research, uh, to what you feel is causing this surge in in uh, you know is it resentment in the black community? Is it is it a a, a sense that that they're they're being cheated that that the African American community feels that they're not being respected? Where where is all this coming from? Well, but Mr. Williams, this all stems from a, a, a very logical place. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, the, the African-American actor uh, Forrest Whitaker? Yes, Forrest Whitaker. He was uh, the star of The Butler. He's, he's been in countless movies. Everybody, I think, is familiar with Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, an excellent uh, Oscar-winning uh, African-American actor, Mr. Williams. And uh, I think most people uh, would know this about Falls Whitaker. When you look at Falls Whitaker, uh, you cannot help but notice his left eye. He, pardon me? His left eye. His, his left eye? Yeah, Falls Whitaker got that bungled up left eye. It bungled up left eye. It all droopy like a, look like a basset hound. Somebody kicked a basketball in a basset hound's left eye. Um, okay, sir. Um, well, anyway, we have, uh, through our studies up at Berkeley, have found a direct correlation between uh, the uh, unsettledness, if you will, 
uh, in the African-American community and Forrest Whitaker left eye. I, I'm not sure I follow this here, sir. Are you saying that Forrest Whitaker's left eye has something to do with the temperament of the, the African-American community? That's exactly what I'm saying, uh, Mr. Williams. And if you notice, when Forrest Whitaker left eye uh, all nice and round, uh, everything seemed to be okay, uh, copacetic in society. What do you mean all nice and round? Well, for, for every time you see a Forrest Whitaker movie, uh, Forrest Whitaker left eye uh, sometimes is nice and wide and crystal clear. Uh, and then other times, it all it all droopy and uh, hanging down, and it looked like his eye half shut. Looked like maybe uh, Forrest Whitaker was water skiing, and uh, you know uh, maybe took a face plant right into the uh, into the water at about 40 mile an hour, and, and just puffed his left eye all out. Um. Okay. Um. So what I'm saying in recent photographs uh, of Forrest Whitaker. Oh, his eye real bad. Uh, his eye real, real bad right now. It looked like a potato eye, you know, a bit like a crinkled up potato eye. Okay, a potato eye. I mean, it looked like, you ever see a, a football player in the NFL, Mr. William, at the end when he get a touchdown, he get so excited, he, he spiked the ball down into the ground, he just, he just threw it down into the astroturf with, with a maximum force. Yeah, I mean, we've all seen that. But what happened to that football is because of the oblong shape of that ball, the football, when it hit the astroturf, it always bounced up in an awkward direction. Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they, you never know where they're going to fly. And that's exactly what we think happened. It, uh, Forrest Whitaker left eye. It looked like a, you know, a, like a, a, a big, big old football player, 250, 300-pound uh, you know, football player, Adrian Peterson. He slammed that football right into the AstroTurf. And, and because, uh, you know, uh, Forrest Whitaker is, is a gentleman of means. He's a very successful African-American gentleman. Uh, so most likely one could assume from that, Mr. Williams, that Forrest Whitaker, when he go to NFL game, uh, Forrest Whitaker sit right down by the sideline. And well, what, what he is getting at, sir? Well, what I'm getting is Adrian Peterson slammed that victory touchdown football into the Afro turf, and that oblong football take an awkward bounce at maximum speed right up in the Forrest Whitaker left eye because he's sitting right at the edge where that football can just fly right into his left eye, just poof it all out, just just puff it all out like, you know, like an old lady chasing a cat off a porch, just smashing it with a broom and whatnot. Ah. Uh. I'm now I'm a little more confused. What I'm saying, Mr. Williams, it, it seems like every time Forrest Whitaker left eye get agitated and puff up, it seems that the African-American community uh, does so at the same time. And so, as I said earlier, there's a direct correlation to uh, Forrest Whitaker left eye and the, uh, the civil unrest you see uh, spreading across the United States of America. Hold on, you're up in Berkeley, sir. That's right, Berkeley. 
you're doing social studies on the African-American community. Right now, there's a lot of civil unrest. And you're saying that this is all being fueled in correlation, to use your words, when Forrest Whitaker's eye, left eye is uh, all fangled up, as you put it, and agitated. The African-American community gets agitated at the same time. And that's exactly, you, you nailed it on the head, Mr. Williams. And when, when Forrest Whitaker left off nice and clear, like you, you look through it with a, with a your magnifying glass, or, or he, he got a monocle on there like Sherlock Holmes, or, or the, the peanut, Mr. Peanut from the Mr. Peanut uh, television commercial, you got that one monocle, nice clear, round eye. It seemed the African-American community very content, feel very assimilated with the, the rest of the population, the other ethnic uh, group, the Asian, the Latino, the, 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 the white community. But Mr. Williams, when, when Forrest Whitaker left eye get all popped up, when it, when it looked like maybe, uh, you know, someone walked into him at a, at a nightclub and punched him in the left eye or, or maybe, uh, you know, he, he was in someone's house uh, helping with the plumbing and, and someone turned the water on and the water go right down in his eye and all full of bacteria and dirt and puffy. He got red eye. He got stink eye, Mr. William. Okay. I, I, boy, oh, boy. I, I know you're a, 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 a credited professor, and it's not for me to challenge your credentials, sir. But isn't this reaching a little bit? Mr. William, look, the, the world, we're in a funny place. We are, we're living in a modern society now. And, uh, you know, Forrest Whitaker left eye tell the story right there. And right now, Forrest Whitaker left eye, I mean, it looked like, you know, someone threw a pineapple across a cafeteria, and that pineapple just happened to land right in Forrest Whitaker's left eye. And it all puffed up and dangly and runny like a, you ever get a, you go to Denny's and get a nice, uh, you know, egg over easy? Oh, sir! It all runny like that, and oh, my, just, it caused all kinds of problems, and, uh... It's to cut into the Black Lives Matter. Okay. I think I might have to end it right here, sir. Well, I think, I think we got through what we needed to get through. I don't know that we did. I'm not sure that any African Americans listening right now could relate to what you just said, and I, I, I might even think they might be a bit insulted. Well, it, it, it is a tough time, and, and African-American going through transitional time right now. They're making huge social adjustment in the community, and, and sometimes th th these things are not easy to hear. And the sooner that the African-American community recognized that when Forrest Whitaker left aisle flamed up, looked like somebody threw a barbecue in his face, uh, then they're going to realize that. Okay, sir, I, I, I think we've had enough. With that, thank thank you for calling in. Well, anytime, I'm I'm glad we're having this conversation. I think this is part of the healing. <sighs> okay, thank you, uh, Rutherford Grimes, uh, from from uh, Berkeley up in California. Thank you, sir. Uh, you're very welcome. You have a very nice day, and keep doing this a wonderful show. Thank you, thank you.
And one last thing, Forrest Whitaker, I, if you were to swing a tree branch at it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, holy smokes. Uh, an interesting talk, uh, an important conversation we just had, but I, I'm not... I don't know that I'm the one to challenge his findings. Did he hang up? Well, hang up on him, Roger. Yes. Anyways, as I, I'm saying, it's not for me to challenge uh, his 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 pedigree, his intelligence. I mean, obviously, he's he's a professor at Berkeley for a reason, but it... it I don't know. Is it, it? What do you folks think? Is it a bit of a stretch to believe that that the whole Black Lives Matter movement is predicated on? I almost feel like an idiot saying this, but Forrest Whitaker's left eye. I don't know. I'm not the expert. Uh, you know, um, Rutherford Grimes, the professor, is. And I certainly hope he hasn't uh, alienated or offended any of our African-American listeners. I, I think if I was African-American, I'd be a bit mystified. But it, it's an important conversation. We're going through some tumultuous times, and, and I think it needed to be had and, and expressed here on the Harland Highway. And it all gives us, uh, you know, fuel for thought. And, uh, you know, as we all personally try to sort through uh, what's going on right now? So there you go. Um, let's leave it right there and, uh, let's get on to something, uh, you know, some more important issues at hand. Like, you know, what is a bean pickle? Hey, I was just wondering if uh, you ever uh, swung a bean pickle at a canary carcass six ways from Saigon. Call me back. Hey, Chuck. Hey, man. How's it going? Good. Great. I'm just calling you back. I got your message. One second. Thanks. Hello? Yeah, I was just calling you back. I got your message, so I was returning the call. Uh, I didn't call you. you Who is this? This is Tony. You you left me the message on my voicemail. No, I didn't. No, baby. Maybe somebody down here used the phone. Can you ask her, because someone left me a message, you ever swing a bean pickle on a canary carcass six ways from Saigon, and I'm I'm, like, totally confused. Oh, hell, I don't know. Is there anyone, like, what, maybe it was one of the guys, because it was, like, like, a guy's voice, so if one of the guys there, could you What's check? What's your name? Tony. Did anybody call a guy named Tony and leave him a voicemail? Tony. No. No, baby, they didn't. I have no idea. Does anyone there know what a bean pickle is? Because I'm, I have no, no. clue. No, Stop it. What's, What's that? a bean pickle? Does anybody know? They don't know either. <laughs> I don't. Has anyone there ever swung a canary six ways from Saigon? I mean, who leaves a message like that? I don't know, baby. Could you ask you someone? Sure you dialed the right number? 
I don't know. They didn't leave a callback number, so I'm just calling around to see if I can find, you know, who left me the message. And yeah, I don't. It was nobody down here, baby. All right. Do you do you even know what six ways from Saigon is, though? Because I don't. No, I sure don't. Oh God. Okay. Well, I guess I'll keep <laughs> okay. I'll keep trying. Thanks for trying to help, All though. Right. I appreciate it. You're I'll, welcome. I'll keep calling All around. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Not easy. Not e- I mean, you heard it, gang, that this guy, I've been playing it on the last, like, three, four podcasts. One of the pavement pounders calls me, asks me this important question about a bean pickle swinging on a canary carcass seven ways till Saigon, and I, he goes, call me back. You heard him. Call me back. Here, listen. Six ways from Saigon. Call me back. Right? Am I right? So I've been calling back, and uh, he didn't leave me a number. I've been calling all around. Nobody seems to know. I can't seem to track the the guy down. So what am I going to do? Because I care about my listeners? Because I want to get back to them on important topics? I'm going to keep calling around. I'll do it on the next show, too. I don't care. That's my commitment to the pavement pounders. But in the meantime, I want you to hear this phone call. This is great. A few podcasts back, I um, I asked about 7-Eleven. I talked about 7-Eleven. It was actually podcast number 7-Eleven. I said, let's celebrate 7-Elevens. And I told a couple of 7-Eleven stories. And I said, hey, if you guys have any 7-Eleven stories, feel free. Call, call them in. And one of the pavement founders called one in. And I, I just love this one. Let's play it right now. This is a great phone call about his experience at 7-Eleven. Hi, Harland. I wanted to tell you my 7-Eleven story. I was young and uh, would smoke weed from time to time, and I stopped by my friend's house unannounced, and he was watching some Star Trek, and I just popped in, and he was smoking weed out of a hookah, which at the time I'd never done before, and... He said, hey, we should watch Harold and Kumar go to White Castle and smoke pot. And I just thought, all right, good, whatever. So anyway, uh, we smoked up and watched the movie. It was freaking hilarious. And we thought it would be a great idea to walk to 7-Eleven from his house and make an adventure out of it similar to the one in the movie. And, of course, it was just us walking and talking. And we got to 7-Eleven, and, um, you know, I was really high and believe it or not, didn't notice that there was about six cop cars with the blue and red lights flashing outside of the front door. I I don't know how I didn't see it. It's, we were just wrapped up in our conversation. I was walked in and not paying attention. So we walked in, and the place had just been robbed. I uh, was completely out of my wits, paranoid, like sweating bullets, completely paranoid that these police officers were on to me that I was high and they're going to give me the, you know, they're going to give me the business here pretty soon as soon as they catch on. And I'm just like freaking completely horrified. And I just thought, just try to be natural. Just try to be natural. I walked up to the counter and I said, uh, can I get some taquitos please? And the officer was right next to me as I was speaking to the clerk. And the clerk said that the taquitos were old. He'd give them to me for free but I insisted that I paid for them because I did not want to be accused of stealing, and somehow I thought this was a good idea. 
and it turned into a back and forth. No, take the taquitos. They're old. I don't want them. I will pay. I'm not going to. And then, of course, by doing this makes attention. Oh, my God. It was the worst. These officers were laughing at me. I knew that they knew I was high, and they didn't even care. And we walked out of there unscathed, but they were all laughing at us. And it, it was just, to this day, it's a, it's a funny story that my buddy and I always talk about. And, oh, my God, we were just hightailing it out of there, just completely horrified. So I had to tell you the story, buddy. Hope you have yourself a good day, and chow mein, baby. Oh, I'll have a good day now. Thanks, thanks to you. That was a great story. I loved it. I loved that story. Seven Eleven. I, you know, I knew it. People, people get, uh, people uh, get to Seven Eleven, and things happen. But that was that was a really great story. Uh, hilarious. I really enjoyed hearing that. And uh, yeah, I, I, I can only imagine how many people go into Seven Eleven high. I wonder what the the ratio is. Like, is it like 30%, 50%, 90%? Sometimes I wonder if even the clerks are high. Uh, but anyways, uh, before I go, I want to uh, play you one last little clip. And this is, uh, this is a clip um, just to tease you, to try and encourage you to become a premium member. Okay? I'm a premium member on the Harland Highway app, which is now available. You can download it on your Android, on your uh, Apple, on any cell phone you have. Just go into your app store and type in the Harland Highway. And we are putting exclusive content up there for uh, premium members. And uh, one of the things I'm going to be doing is, uh, is, is presenting you with a lot of my live stand-up comedy uh, and as you know or may not know, um, I really do a lot of improv when I uh, when I do my stand-up. I talk to the crowd a lot. I make stuff up on the spot. And so all my shows are always different. So there's a lot of content there that I'll be able to share with you guys. And uh, just the other night, I was at the, uh, the, the world-famous comedy store on the Sunset Strip in Hollywood... And uh, got out there in front of a packed house and was just having some fun. And I uh, actually uh, put the whole show up uh, a few days ago for the premium members only. Um, and uh, they got to hear the whole uh, the whole set. But I'm going to give you just a little teaser of it right here, right now. In hopes that maybe you'll see that uh, there's a lot of fun to be had if you become a premium member for only $20 a year. That's it, man. $20 for a whole year. I don't think there's anything cheaper on the whole internet. Considering all the entertainment we uh, we bring you here at the Harland Highway twice a week. Um, and uh, not only that, it, it actually really helps with uh, all the stuff we're doing here now. The podcast is getting bigger and we're doing more stuff and... And we want to keep growing it, and so your contribution of $20 a year really helps, and you also get this premium content, stand-up comedy, special interviews, my other podcast, Let's Have a Fight. I mean, who gives you premium content and includes another whole different podcast? Uh, I do. So it's really worth the 20 bucks. That's like two trips to McDonald's. Um and uh, it really helps us. So thank you. So here, here's a little taste of what the uh, premium members got from the comedy store on on the Sunset Strip. 
<laughs> thank you, buddy. That meant a lot to me. Nice guy. What's your name, friendly fella? Adam. Adam, thank you very much. It's very respectful. I don't like negative energy when I'm up here. I'm here for you. And uh, you turn your hat around on this player, and uh, before you know it, I'm in Miami, bitch. <laughs> Are you bitches? It's <laughs> <laughs> a bitches and they went nuts. Uh, bitches in Poland? We look like a Polish bitch. Uh, <laughs> so if you can uncross your arms, it looks like you're about to do a fucking Pringles turn, right? <laughs> so you're from Miami, you ever slap a manatee in the clip? <laughs> They got big fat clips like traffic cones. Orange, and neon orange too. You'd probably have those in Poland, those nutcracker sweet. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, I, I started blabbering away, and I stumbled on some people from Miami. And then earlier, as you can hear, I had been talking to some girl from Poland. And that's the fun of my shows. I think you'll really like. I'm I'm all over the room. I kind of I kind of go all over the room and find out where people are from and what they do and what their story is. And then I kind of try and interweave them all into each other and make kind of like an improv web. So, so there you go. If you want to hear that full set, you can, uh, you can join our premium, uh, premium Harland highway, uh, membership. It's on the, uh, Harland highway app. Just go, like I said, to the app store and type in the Harland highway, 20 bucks. A year, gang. 20 bucks. And it keeps this engine running over here. Uh, and to those of you that have uh, joined already, thank you. The numbers are starting to grow. Thank you so very much. And for those of you that, that are concerned that, oh, well, what's uh, is he saving all the good stuff for the premium people? No. Believe me, I would never, ever do that to my my uh, podcast listeners, the, the, the regular Harland Highway podcast will always be top notch. I always give it 100% and uh, the premium stuff will be 100%. It's just extra stuff. If you want to get uh, extra stuff, stuff that I don't play on the normal uh, podcast here, um, you'll, you'll be privy to a whole bunch of cool stuff. So there you go. I hope you join for 20 bucks. I keep saying 20 bucks just to remind you because it's it's nothing for a whole year. It's something, but it's it's almost nothing, but it helps us. Okay, I'm going to stop now. Um, what else can I tell you? Uh, man, we got the holidays coming up. Uh, we'll have the Thanksgiving Day uh, parade coming up soon here on the podcast. Um, John and John will be doing the color commentary for the Thanksgiving Day Harland Highway Parade. Always ridiculous. Um, and uh, I love your stories. The 7-Eleven story, the underwear leg stories have been coming in fast and furious. If you have a 7-Eleven story you want to share, I am down, man. Uh, the phone number, 323-739-439. 4330-323-739-4330. If you can't remember that number, go to harlandwilliams.com, and the phone number is printed right out there on the uh, website. Also, you can uh, write to me at the website or at the app. If you have the uh, Harland Highway app, you can call and write right from your phone. And by the way, just so you know, on the uh, on the app, the first 
50 episodes of, I mean, the most current 50 episodes of the Harland Highway are free, and the almost 700 archived uh, episodes are all part of your $20 premium package. So you're getting a crap ton of stuff. Um, while you're at the website, harlemwilliams.com, you can also check out our store. We have all kinds of fun uh, T-shirts and DVDs and books and down digital downloads. So much cool stuff. And uh, we urge you to uh, get your orders in early uh, as Christmas is on its way. Uh, we usually need to get your orders in at least 10 days before the 25th of December in order to make sure they get to you on time so you can put them under your tree or under your um, Star of David or under your um, whatever your holiday is. I don't even know them all. Under your Buddha tree, I don't know. Uh, so harlandwilliams.com, okay? There we go. Definitely appreciate uh, all you guys being here. Appreciate the new premium members as well. And uh, we're just going to keep bringing it to you. Lots of laughs to be had here at the Harland Highway podcast. Um, and if you have any uh, suggestions, if you have any uh, celebrity interviews you might want to hear or interesting people you might want to hear me talk to, I can try and see if I can get some of them on the show. If you have comedians you maybe would like me to uh, interview, I can uh, work on that. Um, and uh, we'll have some fun. So that's it for now. Uh, thank you for being here, everybody. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Uh, I was completely out of my wits, paranoid, like sweating bullets.